I didn't know he was recording. <laughs> hey, I thought, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Throwback cams. <laughs> Looks like one of them. You know them. Dudes oh, why has he got? Why has he got Afro code for two centimeters of hair? Cam, <laughs> I can't even hear you, bro. That's the funniest thing. I can't hear you. You need a wave brush for that, bro. I can't even what hear the hell? I can't even... Oh, you turn your mic on. <laughs> I can't even hear you. That's the funniest part of all of this. I actually can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. You got them fob camera. You know them fob camera angles. Man said, man said he's 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 looking at. This. <laughs> it comes um, uh, you know, our clock. You got like Vegeta hairline, bro. <laughs> yeah, you were points down in the middle here like that. <laughs> Is you got that Vegeta hairline, bro. Yeah, Meets in the right. middle. Hey, come back. No, we're recording. Don't let him talk to you like that still. <laughs> Don't let him talk to you like that. We're recording. Don't let him talk to you like that. Don't have it. Hippie in the last few weeks, fam. That's what you mean. Oh, man. Flipping. It's so mad. Yeah, but flipping. Listen, we're back. We are back. We're back in business. Furthermore, before we even go into intro and whatnot, I'm going to put a disclaimer out there. We thought it was only right that we don't record unless we've got something valuable to say. Like, don't get me wrong, like, we could have spoke about all of this kind of incy-wincy spider stuff that was going out, but it's not what the streets want to hear. It's not relevant. But listen, now there's enough stuff to talk about. There's enough stuff to really get into. The streets have been wild in. We can get back into it. So welcome back to another episode of Stoppage Time TV. We're live back in the flesh, live and direct, in Adi Zoom, Noma House Party, looking clear on that. Fuad's looking like, in fact, I can't even say what Fuad's looking like because it's going to be offensive. Cam's looking like whatever Cam's looking like. My thing's all mad. But listen, we're here for you right now. You get me. Listen, what are you man saying? You good? Yeah. All blessed, man. All love you, man. Um, listen, we've been waiting even before we dive in we've been doing a lot of stuff man listen if you don't follow but uh, who's someone turn off can I mess up they're booming bro what was that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, can no no can I know um, if you've not if you've not been following our Instagram 360's Instagram you've been missing out on a lot of stuff so make sure you're following We've had the Now Ranger exclusive. We've had Fuad show about on the popular opinions, on popular opinion. We've had my quiz. We've had a few teams that go on in, innit? Like, listen, we've got a lot of stuff coming on, but it's not always going to be on the YouTube, We're on the audio thing, you get me? So make sure you're following all of the socials. But listen, let's get into it. First things first, where do you want to start? We can start about Germany. We can start about Troy Dini talking the things. We can start about Danny Rose talking the things. We can start at League Two. We can start at Eto talking the things. There's actually a lot of stuff we can get into in a short amount of time. So, uh, listen, in fact, we can even talk about your boy Tevis because that was interesting. Yeah, we can get into that. Let's get into that then. So, we can get into that. Um, Gary Neville was discussing with um, Tevis' agent, and it's mad because Klopp came out the day before saying that Gary Neville has an opinion on everything, which I find hilarious. That's actually a funny statement. I see that. This guy is actually, you keep it. This guy speaks about everything. everything. Loves it. Everything. Every day on Sky Sports. Do you know what it is? It's like Stephen A, how ESPN have got him pumping out everyday yeah. content. Gary Neville, the same. 
talking about the pandemic. This guy's talking attacking Boris Johnson. This guy, like, brother. I'll be real. Though, I, hope, I hope he hasn't got that Stephen A contract because remember that time when Stephen A was on like six, seven shows and they were giving him some meaty cash. And like this guy was Christmas Day, Boxing Day. Gary Neville's been talking and um, he said some interesting thoughts on Tevez about Tevez's time at United, how it ended and how his second season wasn't as great as his first season and how he essentially downed tools because United weren't going to renew the contract. So once he knew that was going to happen, he wasn't the same, which to me was interesting. I won't lie. I remember that team being deadly and Tevez being a key part of the forward three. I didn't really remember this kind of decline. And of course, I remembered the move to City and then him celebrating saying um, RIP Fergie because Fergie said they will never win over my dead buddy. But what this was interesting was it exposed a lot of stuff that I didn't know was going on. And it was only till you mentioned, Cam, I said, hold on, wait, is there something we, that, that's going on here? So what's, what's your thoughts as a United fan? Anyway, what's your thoughts on it? Um, to be honest, like, obviously, Gary Neville would know more than me. And he was in the camp, you know what I'm trying to say? So if he, he, if he means down tools by potentially in training and all them type of things, then I can't speak on that, you know what I mean? Mm. But it, Gary Neville and Tevez never had a good relationship. Yeah. So I'm not going to yeah. necessarily take Gary Neville's words for things when he's got his red hat on and obviously someone that you will call a traitor or whatever. But once you leave, once you become a traitor, you're a traitor. Never, you're never going to get a good word out of, out of somebody like Gary Neville. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But in my, the way I see it is I just think Gary Neville... Gary Neville was talking, but I think he's not focusing on what the bigger issue was. You know what I mean? Mm. If I was Tevez, even if Tevez did down tools remotely, I don't know. We went and won the league. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. well, I guess he down tools pretty well. But at the same time, <laughs> he he um, mate, he was begging for that contract. He wanted to stay at Manchester United. Tevez, I, I, my thought was always Tevez wanted to stay. Even the celebration yeah. on the last day, right? Last his last game. Yeah, yeah. Tevez about. wanted to stay at Manchester United, and for me, that was the time of when, when Alex Ferguson was kind of, kind of covering for the Glazers. Do you know what I mean? Like twenty-five million pounds at that point. Yeah, back then it actually did seem like a little bit of money, but when you look in hindsight, he should have been signed straight away. Do you know oh. what I mean? That was a you you let Tevez. And Ronaldo go for the same summer, and you didn't even reinvest that money. The next summer, you spent it on Valencia, Overton, and and Owen. So the, we were trying to recover debt. We were trying to re- yeah, exactly. We were trying to recover debts, and in my opinion, that's one of the biggest fumbles that we've had. One of big Fergie's biggest fumbles. Fergie talks about Yap Stam and all these people. Never, he never talks about Tevez. We let Tevez go to our rivals, and then he win the kickstarted. He kickstarted what this is now, because yeah, I know Robinho came in, but you know, with all these kind of like takeovers, you get them like Anzi to Eto, and yeah, and, you know what I mean. It's okay, we hear that. But when Tevez came from Manchester United and they did the welcome to Manchester thing, it was actually like. Hold on a second. These men are actually coming. Yeah. Like these men might be coming. Hundred percent. The next season, the next season, he scored 29, 29 goals, mate. Twenty nine goals. He went and scored right, 
and City, obviously we all know Peter Crouch, Spurs didn't get them, um, beat them to the Champions League, which is whatever. But that's when it was like, hold on, they're coming. The next season, Carlos Tevez, Golden Silva, the year after that as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And in what did Tevez do? Tevez, Golden Boot. Golden Boot that season, City finished third. They finally get Champions League football thanks to Carlos Tevez. Next season, hello Kun Aguero. Hello these man. It's over from there. It's the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the end. Hey, man said, you know, is it, you know in Drug Z when they did the, this thing? <laughs> man said they, Bro, it's the beginning. It's like that 25 mil that you're talking about. I remember there was a lot of the agents fee as well. Because Fergie mm. hated it agents. It was third random. party, innit? It was still owned by the third yeah, party. Right? Third party ownership, I think yeah. it was. So it wasn't just 25 mil. You had to kick some more money back to the agents. Yeah. And I think out of a matter of like pride almost, Fergie was like, I'm not paying these agents. Mm. Nah, Tevez yeah. can go to Man City. And which is why I think he said over my dead body because he never ever, I don't think, saw City becoming what they would become. And I think Chelsea should have been a warning sign. Their project the previous years before that, that it could be. Mm-hmm. That's they, a good yeah, I, feel, I feel like Fergie... Um, yeah, he slept on what they could do. And, but it's not only that, that he slept on what they could do. I feel like when, when like, the, that was literally the beginning of a slippery slope for Man United and an upward slope, slope for them. Yeah, people are going to say, well, we still went and won two league title, Fergie's the GOAT and stuff, which is, which is true. But that's when Rooney started going to the board, like, hold on a second, you guys just left, mm-hmm. Ronaldo and Fingy just mm-hmm. left, and you've left me with, with this. What's going on? Then the next season, we went and signed, um, we went and signed Berbatov. Yeah. Berbatov had a joint golden boot with Carlos Tevez and we won the league, right? Which is fair. But I don't know about you or any other Man United fans. I would have rather kept Tevez and not signed Berbatov, in my personal opinion. Tevez and Wayne Rooney, two absolute monsters up there. Animals and made, the is, honestly. You, you can't I, ignore the elephant. I I'm not I'm not saying that's the sole catalyst of why Man United went down, but I'm not lying. That is a big a key reason, moment. yeah. To, to it's a key moment, yeah. People are gonna say, "Well, City didn't win the league until what his third season," and even then, he went off and was playing golf and stuff. But well, it's it was the momentum. time momentum. that exactly is the time that made them relevant and really you start to look over your shoulder. Remember from oh nine oh ten, yeah, that was the maddest derby. Yeah. We, had, we played them three times. We played them four times. We played them twice in the Carling Cup semis. They were flipping crazy games. It's only because Rooney was on steroids that season. And then, um, and then what's it called in the in the in the league? Look how we beat them last minute twice. They were coming. They I wouldn't were coming. say it's the the same level, but whenever you, for me anyway, whenever you have two major clubs, especially when it's a, a rivalry and a local thing, once one poaches another player, for me, there's a shift there. There's a shift in terms of respect. And sometimes there's a shift in terms of mentality. You can see the same yeah. thing when um when Chelsea got Ashley Cole. We were like, hold on, what we're taking your players now. All right, boom, you're gonna see. Yeah. And so can Yeah, listen, man, you see it happen all the time. When you take a key player from another team, especially when it's not like a free transfer or something, you actually sort something kind of like, you know what, cool, we're gonna we're gonna make a statement here. Sometimes yeah. those moments, when you look back in hindsight, are so important because that team thinks, you know what, okay, cool. We're not trying to be you anymore. We're trying to get your best players and prove to you that listen, we are the we are not the nice neighbor anymore. We are the guys. But um, it's crazy though because obviously this is all for me. It was an interesting topic, but it symbolizes so much that's happening at the moment. A lot of men are just coming out during quarantine and talking bare crudery, bro. I love it. 
I actually love it. This is how football should be. Like, man, they should just be talking the things how they should be. You get me? Like, literally. Which is even a sick segue because obviously Eto's coming out and saying that Drogba and other men are not in his category, which is, which is an interesting statement. It's, mm. it's outlandish for me. I think to say Drogba's not in his kind of like ballpark or category, crazy. I think that when you're debating the greatest African players, those are the first, well, Yaya Torre gets thrown in the mix as well. You can't leave him out. And then Irvin, I mean, George Way, I was hearing George as well. Oh, he was before my time, to be honest. So I'm not really, I can't really. Ballon d'Or winner. I know Ballon d'Or winner. What year was that as well? What year was that as well? I think maybe 1990, maybe. Oh, I can have a look, but I think it might be 1990. Yeah, I don't know. Like me, I've been between Yaya Torre, Drogba, and Eto. And for me, obviously, Eto for me was. Hasn't he African Player of the Year most times or something like that, record times. He's got four. Him and Tark, and him and Yaya got the same record. Okay. Which but is then, even um, back, one of Yaya's African Players of the Year. Like, I love Yaya, but one of them, he shouldn't have. Mikel should have won it that year. But we could, that's a topic for another day. He shouldn't have that. He shouldn't have that African well, Player of the Year. Yeah, the Nigeria won the one. It was the year that Yaya Turi did nothing. Niger- um, Chel- um, Mikel with Chelsea won everything. And then and big teams internationally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was kind of like, oh, how can we not give it to Yaya? We'll get to Yaya. And everyone was like, hold on. I think it's 2012. It was like, hold on. What's going on here? But no, nah, the reason why the statement was mad because he said none of them, and he stated Diof, he was talking about Diof or Drogba, I said, can come and say they were at my level or better. And the thing That's is, true. the thing we have to respect here is that when it comes to this thing, yeah, Samuel Eto has done everything. He's done troubles. Like, you get me? He's done big things. Back, back. Bam. But you can't come and say that Jogba wasn't operating at like a level that you were operating. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's too far. That's unruly. Like that is unruly. I'm not gonna lie, like the season that sit. Uh, Hold on, one second, one second, bro. Why is Geoff there though? That's what that's what I find interesting. Why was Geoff um, in that conversation? Geoff was a as was a big talent in it, bro. But no, he never no, 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 no. he he had like a little World Cup in 2002. A little move to Liverpool where right. he went Bolton for a couple of years, started smitting on everyone. I'm not, <laughs> you should not be in this conversation. Under no circumstances. Yeah, he's, conversation. he's not in the conversation. But do you know what it is with Eto, right? Yeah. Eto, if he's talking about the scheme of his career, yeah, okay, I probably think Eto is the best. But yeah. to say that there was yeah. nobody, there was nobody ever on his on his level, whatever. I'm sorry, in 2010 when, when Inter won the Champions League, Drogba was better than him. Let's yeah. not get this mistaken. Yeah, he went up to treble. Drogba yeah. was better than him. Drogba right. scored 39. Yeah, was that goals? not the best goal scorer season? Yeah. When, yeah, and he was an absolute monster. Absolute monster. And he even had... Eto'o sco- Eto- I think he had a month off of African Cup of Nations as well. Nations. In that. Exactly. Eto scored 15 goals or 16 goals that season. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Eto. But the main man at that treble was Diego Minuto and Schneider. But, like, but what like, I will say is you have to take was, the, It's funny you say this because Schneider was robbed at Yenit. Schneider was robbed at Yenit. He knocked Chelsea out of the Champions League. Hey, what? Huh? He knocked That's when he made the net cling. Even for me, like the Barcelona game where he said, yo, I'm willing to play right back just to see you, man, get knocked out. Like, I like that level of... <laughs> Pettiness from Eto. I love but it. Yeah. Do you know what it comes even, with Eto, right? 
what, why you have yeah. to respect him is no matter what anyone says, the reason why he always deserves that respect is, yeah, because when it comes to putting your medals down, you can put your medals down. When it comes to saying influence, without him going there and doing the big things, you got to remember, this is someone that went to Barcelona out of flipping. Look at the clubs he's played for, you get me? Like, he's not a small fry. Like, and if not for him doing that, we wouldn't see most of the strikers we see now, the African strikers, the African wingers or forwards, that even going to the league and getting a chance. So, like, I, I understand where he's saying that, listen, Man can't chat to me in this thing. But for him to say, I wanted to be number one and I've been there throughout my career. Mm, when you went Angie, you weren't really number one, my bro. You went to go and collect a paycheck. When you came yeah. Chelsea, you're looking a bit media. I know that was last days, but you can't come and say you're number one throughout when there was times where it was looking like, oh, bro, you might, you might not have been top four, top five. You get me? Yeah. So, like, yeah. I get where... Yeah, go on. With age, I think he started to go down after that Inter Milan season, which was kind of, for me, what he did during that Barcelona period for me, I mean, it was like five, six years of absolute terrorization. And with like Messi, Ronaldinho, Henri, all of these guys in your team, and you're still the main goal getter, like your performances ain't impacted by all this greatness around you. Do you see what I'm saying? And with Drogba, I don't know if we can say, Drogba, we can say he's had that clutch moments in the finals, but season in, season out, though, Ed delivering the way Eto did, I don't know. Nah. Eto, Eto with Eto, Eto's nearly one in two at like every serious club he played for. New York, Inter, even one Andrew, in two, Barcelona. The only time, you only start being one in two when you got to Chelsea. Yeah, you only start being one and two after um, Chelsea. When it was Chelsea, Everton, some Bode, and all them teams that, that obviously he was just chasing the bag. When he was chasing the bag, and the thing is, he was doing that young boy haircut. You know the the um, Will I Am haircut. <laughs> <laughs> he went outside. He went outside. He went outside. Still, no. he deserves respect. There was something I wanted to ask, right, and it's because. Um, it's something that's another, it's another striker for me that's kind of went up sad. Similar to Eto's, kind of done this whole donkey work where he's gone everywhere and whatnot. But for me, I still think he deserves respect, but doesn't get his flowers. Emmanuel Adibayo. Nah. In terms of in you. terms of African strikers, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's up there, but do you reckon he's someone that deserves flowers? No. I think Adibayo, yeah, is the epitome of a Every club he's gone to, yeah. What did the, it was a recurring theme. Monaco, Arsenal, City, Spurs, everywhere you've gone. You pop for the first year or first 18 months or whatever. You get the new renewed contract that you've been asking for that you claim to be the big man. And then you fall off a cliff and you show no desire, motivation whatsoever. And I know maybe performance, it might, people might say it's his personality or whatever, but I don't care, bruv. That all factors in. And the fact that for me, you can drop off like that and you can... He had the ability to be up there with these guys. Don't get me twisted. But I think for what he's achieved, nah. No way. The only reason I mention it is because if you look at his serious clubs, he's essentially a one-in-two striker as well. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's and right, how many He has 97 Prem goals. I think he has one more than... Obviously, Van Nistelrooy's time was a lot shorter. But he has one more than yeah, Van Nistelrooy, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's on... He's, yeah, he has 97 Prem goals. That's crazy. I mean, Darren well, ben- I, 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 thing is, I think Adebayo was a good player. Was, I think everything Fura says is right. He was talented and on his day, bloody hell, fam. And he, and he had he had ability. Like, like uh, Adebayo, like, 
But yeah, his mental state, nah. It's yeah, a mess. He's a madman. Yeah, he's a madman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, you saw it yeah. time and time yeah. again. Like, 100%. when he left Arsenal in that manner, you thought, all right, City, he's got, thought, the he's got the He's going around him. He goes around him. He goes from to Thankfully, Harry Kane comes through and he ain't going to worry about no more. Because he went when he went to Real Madrid, he went to Real Madrid and did well. he did well there. And they absolutely, absolutely love him. I think Sergio Ramos said he's like the funniest person he's ever met. That's one thing I can say is, like, seeing his social media stuff, I can tell in the dressing room personality. He is funny. He's the person you want to be around. But on the pitch, he's a man. Get him out the team. But he is back to what you were saying originally. He is the definition of. Wait, oh, wait till January playoff. I remember a time ago, I went to go and look into it. If you look at when he signed a new contract, his performances, every time he signed a new contract, as soon as it was time for contract negotiation, oh my word, braces, man of the match performances, mm-hmm. knockout goals, he was unplayable. But again, he's just one of them guys where he's probably not motivated by the game, he's just motivated by the money and the chase. And people yeah, not liking yeah, yeah. him, but now nah, I think what I think he hit the, the nail on the head, Cam. He's on them players. If he was serious, Adibayo could have essentially been up there. Let's let's not call a spade a spade. He could have been up there. He could have been up there as well. It's the application where he's missing. Yeah, they had they said Redknapp had high Redknapp, good old high Redknapp of all his stories. He had a sick story. It was like he was in training, right? And then, um, something happened. I don't know, I might be telling it wrong, but maybe Adibayo missed a chance or something in training. And, in some, and he said something like, bloody hell, you're on 100 grand a week or something. And Adebayo stopped and was like, in front of everyone, was like, no, nah, I'm on 120. A certain <laughs> I'm on 120 grand. And, like, and he's like, obviously, he's the most paid at the club and everything. It was that, so he's crazy. He's, he's crazy. shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On that story, <laughs> African strikers, another Harry Redknapp one that was hilarious was um, when Redknapp was at Portsmouth, he had your Yakubu in it. And he said, and he said to Yakubu, I think they were in the situation. Yakubu was a drill, I don't care. Yeah, Yakubu was underrated king. Uh, listen, there's no one else Yakubu after the miss, but Yakubu before the miss, he was his rating was up there. You get me? But I think the story, oh, the, bro, the, from two yards out, yeah, after that, all yeah. his ratings disappeared. Like all his history, that's what he has more than 100 goals, right? Everything goals, right? disappeared. Everything uh, I don't think he, no, he doesn't have. No, you're no, no, no. in that situation. Oh, then you're in that situation. Nah, yeah, cool. I'm pretty sure he is. No, he's on. He's on ninety six. He's on ninety six. He was. Even at Everton, bro. Why don't Why don't people Why don't people say the streets will never forget Yakubu? Hey, Flashback Friday. We're doing that. Yakubu. The streets will never forget. Bro, bro, people we say yeah. the streets will never forget Morgan. People will say the streets will never forget Pedersen, Morgan Schneidlin, or Kocha, and all these names. And you got a guy like Yakubu drilling more goals than all of them, fam. The streets will never forget Yakubu, bro. But no, the story about that. him was apparently um they were they were in a bad situation and um he made a deal with Yakubu saying that listen, if you get um is it ten or twelve goals, um hmm. I'll I'll give you like um twenty grand or something. So now. It's come to the end of the season. Yakuba's playing now. I think he needs three goals or something like that. I think I'm probably saying it wrong, but he needs three goals. He scored two now. And then um, flipping um, Harry Redknapp shaking, in it? Harry Redknapp shaking. He misses a sitter. He comes off, in it? And then 
um, Red Nuts probably forgot about it and he's like, oh, why are you, why are you so upset? You've oh, you kept you us up, you scored a brace. And he goes, no, nah, boss, listen, if I scored one more, you'd owe me like 15K. <laughs> and it's like, fam, all of these yeah, African yeah. players love money, you know? They love it. But yeah, flipping, That's their motivation, man. We'll talk, man. But um, on Premier League, they're saying that it might come back. They're saying it might come back, which is at the German League. But um, there's a lot of different players that have different opinions in it. Obviously, Danny Rose has said... Um, fuck the country's morale. I care about my family. Give a fuck about the nation's morale. <laughs> I respect him for saying <laughs> Troy Deeney's Everyone calls Danny Rose a Mona, but he says what he thinks. I like it. I respect him. I give him that. Um, Troy Deeney came out and said that, listen, if his family's going to be affected, he's not playing. Rudiger said something a while ago. Aguero said something. Um, Tammy Abraham, I think, came out today saying that he won't play because his dad's got asthma. Um, one, I guess the first thing is, what do you think should happen in this? And two, do you reckon that player power, we will see player power within, come out in this situation? 100%. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's at the play. At the end of the day, everyone's at play. This for me is so risky, you know, honestly, I think. Like, people are looking at the best case scenario in this and thinking, yo, if we take all the safety precautions, playing in an empty stadium, and as long as um, nobody gets inf- nobody's got it that's playing, we're all good. But it's like, for me, I always say things like this, you've got to look worst case scenario. And it just takes, like Brighton, if I'm not mistaken, have got three players now still yeah. with it, type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, and they're, they're one of the teams involved in the relegation scrap. Let's say those three players are now their goal scorer, goalkeeper, and Lewis. Done. Are they really going to say, yo, look, we, we want to carry on playing type of thing? For me, it's mm. the other f- factor that's played into it as well is the Bundesliga starting up again. Everyone's looking at that and thinking, oh, so football's allowed to play again and we should as well then. Yeah. And they don't work like that. They've got, I think their population is 20 million more than ours and they only had 7,000 cases. We're 20 million less and we've had 34,000. Like, My do the math. Does. Man, like Dr. Yeah. Dr. Sebi, you know? Okay, sorry. Why can't we actually start off like the Bundesliga? But they controlled it and dealt with it way better. I'll and be real. Now so, they're telling us oh, we're going back to work and the second wave is about to hit us at 34K. Yeah, yeah. Within Germany, from kind of speaking to people that live there and speaking to ballers that actually play there, one, their outbreak wasn't as bad as ours. And two, I think where they were lucky was they controlled it early. So even when these guys were going in to train, they managed to do like kind of five people training and one. Remember when the, fo- the footage came out and we were saying that Bayern Munich shoot looks meaty. He's my yeah. fit. So like they had that in it. Whereas here, people are still getting confirmed cases in, in their teams and you want them to play. Like, and my thing is, all right, cool. You can have no friends in the stadium, yeah? But let's be real. Football, yeah, works on media and sponsorship. Therefore, you need to showcase games for it to go live. You can't showcase games without broadcasters and journalists and whatnot. You still need people to be like hospital staff and all that and these people in the same and whatnot. So what if one of these guys has it and you haven't managed to vet properly and then the player gets it and then say, man, does, does someone have to die before people go, okay, well, you know what? It's a bit mad. So I think it's... I think, Yeah, I think it's like... My thing is, my take from it is like, okay, so you cancelled National League yeah, 
Yeah. And you cancelled League Two just now. So we just found out that League Two got cancelled, yeah? Yeah. Okay. okay, so does... I'm confused. Is Do their lives matter differently or how does it work? Is it because you're a Premier League footballer, your life should be at risk? Um, Is that how it works? The better pl- the player you are, the more at risk the you less, should be. Yeah. Because... I'm confused. What's the difference? Why are you banning league football there, but you're not banning Premier League football? So them doing that right now just made me say, like, you lot are money motivated, selfish. That is it. That is the problem. That's all it is. That's the problem. All of this year, I remember, so there's this thing here. It's called the, I won't go into too that, but it's called the Golden Triangle. Essentially, in elite sports, you have... You have elite sports, sponsorship, media, and that's how money works, isn't it? So if you take one of those away, the whole thing's done. So obviously, you need to showcase big matches in the media to get sponsorship. All of this going on is because, of, hold on, we won't get money if we don't showcase something on TV. With like your non-league and whatnot, they don't have the money to put the games on, and no one's going to be watching that anyway. So yeah. like, it's, exactly. all, it's all mad in that sense, but... It's like you can't. It's, it's, brutal. it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I don't care. I, I saw Shredini say something about um, the four billion. Something he said something about four billion is how much um, they might lose. I don't even know, bro. One life isn't worth four billion, bro. This is it, man. Like it, it's, it's one. I'm talking one life, let alone how many. I and mean, I'm to, that's one footballer. Let's just say that's one footballer. We're not talking about how many people he can go and affect. The family he can affect, the knock-on effects it could have. That's it's, it's shambles. Like honestly, the way I'm picturing it is okay. What actually happens if the Premier League goes ahead? Yeah, and let's just say Kevin De Bruyne, Bruyne gets coronavirus. What happens? Don't everyone have to isolate? Anyone that's been around him have to isolate for the next two weeks? Bro. Yeah, and it's done. Even so, though, are we just creating? Are we just creating new laws for football players now? It's not like, in, in the championship. I think it's um, Middlesbrough player. I think it's Dad has just recovered from coronavirus. Has just recovered from coronavirus. So imagine now you go, oh, listen, oh, I'm happy with that. Oh, listen, we've got a big game on Saturday. Um, what? It doesn't make, you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't make sense. Thing, oh, yeah, it's like... You, man, we've got eight minutes left, by the way. All right, we, we've taken how many weeks off now as well, yeah, of football? And everybody, all, the, all these... Premier League ballers have just been sitting at home. I mean, they're a little And and the thing, like, how do you solve the relegation, promotion, and all of that is probably what everybody's going to ask. But well, I that's said before, uh, you don't relegate for me. You just promote the yeah. top two teams from the championship and you make it a 22 league team. So on that's that, bro, that's, that's where it's interesting. I feel like... Because League 2 now, what they've proposed and whatnot is the teams that were... Because obviously it's four in it. So the teams that were in automatic promotion, they're saying they go up. They're saying you still have your playoff games and they're saying no one gets relegated. What that then means is the League 1 proposition has to match that in some way. So if that yeah. happens, what happens with the even championship and the Premier League? If it, down, if it goes down the pyramid and it matches that way. But either way, for me to just start the season again, essentially, just for the sake of finishing it, 
for me, just don't make sense. Mm. I feel like players are going to pick up injuries. Some players are going to play half-hearted because they're thinking, yo, with all this corona, I don't want to be going on. Until for me, the death rate comes down. They're claiming they need proper PPEs in hospitals, which they still don't have. (laughs) Testing is done mad and thorough. And then a vaccine is finally found. Till those things all come together, I don't think these players feel 100% like, oh, I can come and play football like it's nothing. Till then, as, oh, it's not a necessity. And I'm sorry, but this bro, season be ruined as it is. Let's, 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 like, let's when you think about it, bro, what do footballers do all the time? They spit on the floor, bro. They oh, spit. They listen. do the most. It's, I'm running. I could just be running, have a stitch early on. Imagine, Cam, you're like what? Yeah. You're like what? Five, seven. Imagine someone's marking you now after oh, running for like 10 yards. Man's doing this in the back of your neck. Man's doing this in the back of your neck, love. This brother just said five seven. Man, man standing behind you, marking for a corner flag. Then hold on, hold on, hold on. The way he just slid that in a jago horses. What a say. I'm the same I'm size. I'm the same size as Messi. Man, I just. I'm the same, I just, I'm the same size as Messi. Man, I just standing behind you, though, at, at the corner flag. This guy, this guy said I'm the same size as Pulisic. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. But yeah, it's there's a lot of stuff. Even what they said. What's it called? They said no tackling in training, bro. They said um, they said one Bissaka's finished in the streets. Now, yeah, for real, yeah, that's silly. That, that should give you a prime example that this game is not ready. Now, Glenn Murray said they didn't say that in the um, phase one phone call or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, this, this, this restart they're talking about now even, phase one, I'm sorry, what is it? Just a couple men walking around the pitch doing their own little isolation work. Like, that's not really training. No, then Rondo. You, that's all you can do. You, fam, you can't even do Rondo. You might run into someone. you Rondo, bro. You've got to play end-to-end. End-to-end is the only training you can do. You cannot train. The players don't want to train. Like, we don't have the correct PPE or testing or the numbers down. Why do we need to restart this? Just, hey, what? Just because so of time, work. because of time, because of time, what do we think is going to happen because of time? Do you reckon that players won't turn up to matches? Because for me, I've been screaming for so long, and especially because of the black players. So you got to remember that black people are more at risk, innit? I've been saying for so long where we've been saying that players have power over this, players have power over age, and we're not seeing it. For once, we may see something where players say, you know what, we're not fucking with this. And, and it might change the whole level of scope of how things are. I genuinely let's think we may see players not turn up to match you. Let's see who steps forward. Right now, it's a lot of lip service, but let's exactly. see who, who steps forward. The way I see it, just really quickly, is I'd avoid the season, personally. That's just me. Um, I've got to the point where I'm just like, either they just don't play it for a long time, or they avoid it. And I'm sorry, yeah. Leeds. I'm sorry, West Brom. It, it's no one in anticipated a, a pandemic. Yeah. That's it. I'm sorry. It's, that's how, that, that's the way I see it from, from this point going forward. We're saying what? Afro Nation team. Bro, bro. Come, just come come next year, like, team, fam, You know what I mean? From next year. You know what I'm saying? But nah, on a real, like, I feel like you're using football players as guinea pigs. Yeah, yeah football is a, it's a special thing, but there's no football without the fans, bro. All this playing in front of people, no fans and doing all this. What are you playing for? Like, Nothing. Not Nothing. Like, what, so what is going on? Like, you're just putting men out there to go and do it. Like, like I, I don't get that. 
you're putting men at bro my job my job are talking about hey you man might not be able to go back to 2021 because of the two meter distance because the offices are too small talkless of Premier League 22 but 22 men are meant to be hustling and bustling trying to win headers in court in the corner area and stuff like this is 21 man whatever this is ridiculous man like honestly well listen yeah i mean there's the there's a little title race going on there but um Flipping before we head out, listen right now, right now, pause this, go and subscribe to all of our social media. That is Stoppage Time TV Instagram, that is Stoppage Time TV Twitter, that is 360 um, YouTube. Go and subscribe because we've got loads of stuff coming. Um, might have some sick, more sick interviews coming. We've got the quizzes, we've got the shows, we've got prizes to give away. We're not just visual, follow the personals, personals. follow the personals as well. As well, that's um. Fam, it's in the link there somewhere, but that's Culture Cab, Myra Kwadri, Fruit Kadani. Yeah, man, love for all the support. I know we were gone for a bit, but listen, we're not going to come and give you mediocre content. We're only coming there to give you the real, you get me? So make sure you're following, subscribing, everything, sharing with your friends and whatnot. Listen, Rio already told you that this is, that apart from Money Heist and, and, and Love and Hip Hop, this is the only thing man's watching. So if that, that's a Champions League winner, he doesn't have two heads. He doesn't have two heads. So how much for you? How much for you? That's all I'm going to say in it. But listen, flipping, lads, there's less than a minute in it. So I'm going to end it. You, man, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. And yeah, in a bit. <laughs> Easy, man. Bless, bro.